Welcome to The Trader, a trader's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer working in TV development and I swear I'm a 100% faithful. The Trader is a deep dive into every episode of the hit TV competition series, The Traitors. And this is season three of the podcast, which is dedicated to The Traitors Australia. Today we'll be discussing episode three and very excitingly, I have a new guest co-host for this episode who I am thrilled to introduce shortly. I also want to start with a big thank you this episode. Normally I mention these at the end, but I don't think that's fair enough for these wonderful people. In the past week, I've had incredibly generous donations on coffee.com from Sally and Kim D. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it helps me keep paying for the software fees and everything else involved in the running of the podcast. My coffee page is ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. And that's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-E-E-L-E-Y. If anyone else listening happens to feel like they could donate a teeny tiny wee amount or, you know, a huge amount to help me with the running of the podcast. So thanks again, Sally and Kim. Now, let's have a little catch up with the latest Traders updates and TT news. More awards updates for the UK Traders. The programme has been nominated for two National Television Awards. It's up for the reality competition category, where its biggest opponents are probably Love Island and Race Against the World. And Claudia Winkleman is nominated in the TV presenter category, against 49 other nominees. I think her top competition here is probably Alison Hammond, Anton Deck and Hannah Waddingham, who might just nab it after her Eurovision hosting gig, which everybody adored. You can vote pretty easily online at nationaltvawards.com and voting closes at 11pm UK time on Friday the 2nd of June. The ceremony will then take place on Tuesday 5th of September and will be broadcast live on UK TV and you can even buy tickets for the event. They start at a surprisingly reasonable £23.50 and range all the way to the unsurprisingly unreasonable £895 for the five-star experience. Ticket info is also available on the nationaltvawards.com. In the last episode, I reported on an official cast photo release from The Traitors Australia for season two. Since then, a full cast list has been released too. TVBlackbox.com, a very thorough Australian TV news website, lists details about all 20 contestants we can see in the photo. Again, some of the cast are celebrities and known online figures, seven to be exact. These are... Gaetan Grantley, Paul de Gelder, Simone Williams, Ian Zaro, Hannah Ferrier, Ash Pollard and Luke Toki. The other 13 are non-celebrities and include a police officer, a Miss Australia international participant, a psychotherapist and an apprentice Spaggy. Everyone's bios are listed in TV black box so you can read a little more about each of them, not much. Something significant though is that there are only 20 of them. Series 1 begins with 24 contestants. This makes me fairly certain that Season 2 will only have 10 episodes as opposed to Season 1's 12. 
Let's see if this is the case once we get more info over the next couple of months. And now it's time for the main event. Helping me deep dive into episode 3 today is a new guest co-host to The Trader, whose insights and observations I know you're going to appreciate. Let's meet him. My guest co-host for episode 3 of The Traitors Australia is Chris Weir. Chris is a stand-up comic who performs regularly around the UK and was a 2022 finalist in the Leicester Square Theatre New Comedian of the Year. He was also a Scottish Comedian of the Year finalist and Best Newcomer nominee at the Scottish Comedy Awards. On top of all of this, Chris is now working in TV development. Guess how we met? Chris, welcome to the trader. Woo! Hello, that was really how you, nice. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. And now that I've named all of these prestigious award nominations, you, you will, you're compelled to be very funny now. I know. It's I. I actually prefer people to have lower expectations. So, <laughs> uh, can we do that again? Where you're just like, Chris is a swamp person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll we'll put that in in post. Okay. Uh, I, I I didn't realize how celebrated and prestigious you were until I stalked you online and put together your little bio. I mean, because you've never been that funny in person, so I know I try to I try to remain humble in front of regular people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I very very flattered and odd to have you on the podcast. So, Chris, can you tell us a wee bit about your background with the traitors? Like, when did you? discover it how did you come across it when did you watch what 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 version of it did you watch the first time okay so i did uk first and actually i like remember it so specifically because two days before the finale of the uk traitors um basically my flatmate's friend came around and he was like picking something up and he just said like oh have you guys seen the show the traitors and neither of us had watched it so we, me and my flatmate decided to watch one episode that night. And then I think we ended up, we got like so hooked immediately that we watched like three that night. And this was already, this was like at 10 o'clock when we started. Um, and we like, we, we were watching until like 1am. And then the next day we watched even more. And then on the final day, when it was the finale, we were like, we need to watch all of this because we were so scared it was going to be spoiled by social media that we just binged. <laughs> like seven episodes or something and we had other stuff going on but we just were like we got it we just gotta settle in and just watch all of it so yeah I, we binged the entire first season in three days okay and uh, am i right in thinking that you you couldn't quite make it through the entire u.s season no no, no. I, I i was into it i i couldn't handle alan cummings voice um that was... <laughs> <laughs> uh but i i did enjoy it i didn't think it was as good as the uk one though Okay, yeah. I think I'm getting mixed up because a, a couple of the people that we're sort of working with now have, yeah. have said they they kind of quit on US. Yes. They weren't yeah. feeling it. So I, I, I liked um, Kate. Kate kept me going. Her um, rivalry with was it Rachel? Yes, um, I love how they hated each other so much. And Kate was so. I mean, she had really good comebacks at the moment. She was very funny. Yeah, um, I think it was after Kate left the show that it, there was a drop off okay okay uh, now chris i have a question that i ask people who are who are on the podcast for the first time who are going to mm -hmm. do an episode with me and i want to ask about your biggest betrayal 
<laughs> so this could be the best, worst, funniest, most ridiculous lie that you've ever told. Uh, what what do you think your biggest betrayal would be? Okay, here's like uh, a thing that me and my brother, me and my brother used to be really into playing pranks. Um, so one time I was at uni down in London and I was get, I, like, my family knew that I was coming back for the weekend, but I actually managed to get like an earlier train. So I arrived like mid afternoon and the only person in the house was my brother. So he thought it'd be really funny if we played a prank on my parents um, because they didn't know I was there. So we, we like orchestrated this really elaborate prank <laughs> where I basically had to hide in my bedroom for hours and hours and hours. He had like dinner with my parents. Then he suggested that they watch a film together. He They started watching a film together and then he pretended that he was really cold. So he put his hood up and then he was like, I'm just going to go get a glass of water. Uh, you guys keep watching. He goes out, me and him switch clothes. I <laughs> I go back into the room with the hood up and drinking water so they can't really see my face. And I sit down on the sofa while we're watching the film. And then about a few minutes go by and then my brother sticks his head through the door and is like, actually, I'm just going to go up and do some homework. And my parents were like, okay, cool. And then we sat for like 10 seconds and they were like, <laughs> Wait, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was pretty great. And they got really freaked out by it. So that was the drive off. I love the complicated nature of the setup that you really, went through to achieve I mean, that. It, it worked. It was very convoluted. But I mean, yeah, we were like, how can we do this in, in the way that they won't know? Um, but yeah, I think that's mostly my brother's uh, scheming. He was good at it. Uh, a career in entertainment TV obviously beckoned for you yeah, from yeah, that point. That. I feel. Yes. I only, I, it was an upward trajectory from there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, before we start talking about episode three of The Traitors Australia, I'm going to introduce our game that we play in the podcast, and that is The Trader Traitor. Chris, our goal throughout the episode from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The mm-hmm. lie has to be some sort of fabrication, made-up fact. It can be big or small. It can be about the traitors, or it can be about yourself, or it can be about something else. What it can't be is a fake opinion, like saying you think you're funnier than Roger, then later revealing you obviously don't think that. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the episode, we'll then put our traitor-hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay, are you ready to betray me? (laughs) That was my first lie, I don't follow. Uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, Uh, in that case, uh, our game begins here. Let's go for it and talk about episode three of The Traitors Australia. So episode three begins with a bit of a recap of the last episode. And of course, episode two was quite a big episode because we had Chloe the Clairvoyant leaving the banishment room after naming her four traitors and then just gets up and walks out. MK was banished and the traitors were discussing who they who they would murder tonight. And it seems like they're going to either go for Ethan or Fee. 
Um, I, I have to immediately ask, what are your thoughts on Chloe? Oh my god. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was actually, I, I've only watched up to episode three, but watching the second episode, I was like, damn it, I wish I was doing the podcast on this episode. <laughs> um, you know what? I have like, um, like uh, traumatic memories related to Chloe because I used to actually live in Australia with a witch, <laughs> um, <laughs> like a self-proclaimed witch, and I just get the same vibes, and I'm like, I can't do this, Chloe. Um, yeah, I lived with a witch who like would never ever clean the flat and then the one time he did clean it was a spiritual cleaning mm -hmm. and i was like yeah that's not gonna cut it <laughs> um, so anytime but i mean the weird thing is though she did name two of the four traitors yeah um but she also did name two innocent people which you know wasn't great considering yeah. the, re the remaining events of this episode yeah, it's very, uh, it's giving me the crucible. It's very uh, uh, witch hunting, ironically. Yeah. Um, so at breakfast then for episode three, Nigel arrives first and he notes that already five, five faithfuls are gone, zero traitors are gone. And he also talks about what you just mentioned, that Angus and Marielle have been named by Chloe as potential traitors. And he's wondering if that's going to have an effect on people which undoubtedly it will. Uh, Middy arrives at breakfast too. He says that he doesn't believe Chloe's psychic gifts, but he does make a good point, I think, that, mm -hmm. well, people who claim to be psychics are probably very, very good at reading body language and behaviours. So even if they don't believe that Chloe's clairvoyant or psychic, they should probably pay attention to something that she's picking up on. So maybe she's noticed something in these four people's behaviors that makes them suspicious. And Maddie definitely thinks that Angus is a traitor for sure. Um, yeah, I agree with what Maddie said. Although then he said this weird thing where he was like, if all four of the people that she named walk through the door, then she's right about all four. And I was yeah. like, what is the, I don't understand the thinking on that. Yeah, I, I noticed the exact same thing because I, I thought, well, statistically, they're probably all likely to come back. Like, only one person gets murdered tonight. So yes. all four of them coming back is, is quite probable. Does it also, really mean anything? Imagine if she had named four non-traitors. If she named four faithfuls, the traitors wouldn't vote out any of those people because they've got a target on them. Well, so, yeah. like, they would want people to think that they were the traitors. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make... Um, anyway, sometimes I'm like, Mitty, you're great. And then times like that, I'm like, no, you've got a step in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, Angus has this <laughs> very Angus moment at breakfast where he tells them they must they must get to watch movies in their hotel rooms at night because he, <laughs> he says he watched a Jason Statham movie last night called Revolver. You should read it. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. Read a movie, um, yeah. He's always, I mean, I'm guessing like he, he he made up that he watched a movie because actually he was out with the traitors, so he was trying to like create an alibi and did I a terrible job of it. I mean, how? Yeah, I would not want to commit a crime with him. Yeah, <laughs> even Nigel sitting beside him, just like oh. <laughs> Angus, he's like, yeah, you you just said that you read a movie, like you don't, yeah. you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Nigel's thinking back to his time that he was captured and is like, that would not have lasted. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, Mark says that Mark's picked up on, you know, this Chloe thing. Chloe's named four people. And he, so Mark wants to put this to the test. He mm-hmm. says he wants to test one of these four names, banish one of them, see what happens. Because, because he recognizes, well, they've got nothing else to go on, which mm-hmm. is kind of true. This well, is he says that, but then what about the woman? Sorry, I don't know all the names yet, but what about the woman who accused the chess champion guy? of asking her about who they're going to murder. And there's been no follow-up on that oh. woman at this point. I'm like, that's something else to go on. Why would yeah. you not focus on that instead of you're, you're thinking of Olivia. Yeah. Um, right. So I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Hmm. I will just tell you that that has not been forgotten. So okay. Olivia versus Jack will resurface in future. So it's, yeah, they're um, acting like they've forgotten about it right now, but yeah. that will come back around. Okay, so, okay, uh, keep keep your mind on that. Okay. Um, but this is we we actually talked about this kind of in person this week with some other people we're working with about how the traitors don't really have. Some people criticise the program because they think, well, the 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 faithful don't really have any clues to go on, so they've they've not really got any good ways of finding traitors, but. I don't really see that as a flaw. I that's one of the things that I love about the the show is that yeah. you're then just watching people. You're just sort of watching human behavior, and you're mm-hmm. like seeing these weird psychological things that people do when they have absolutely no evidence whatsoever. So they just make shit up, and they just yeah. come up with mad theories about people. Like I I like that about it. It is interesting how it manifests in the voting because sometimes it's is accurate and it's somebody like trying to conceal the fact that they're the traitor but sometimes it's you know i think in the uk series there were maybe one or two people who were maybe a bit neurodivergent and Mm -hmm. they kind of got targeted for traitor just because they weren't acting in the most typical way yeah um but i am kind of amazed that this early on in the australian series like three of the four traitors names are already being passed around yeah yeah yeah, it's quite. It's a little bit different uh, this time. Uh, I feel like they're, I'm, they're quite good at narrowing in in this series. Yeah, I'm. I'm so excited for you to to continue <laughs> watching. You have you have to tell tell me what you think later. Yeah. Uh, so as everybody arrives at breakfast, we're down to the last two. Um, Ethan and Chloe haven't showed up, so we reckon one of them are going to be murdered. There's a dramatic silhouette behind the dining room door, and it's Roger who walks in. Um, and he reveals that actually neither Ethan or Chloe will be coming because Chloe has left the game and Ethan has been murdered. Uh, I don't know about you. To me, that was... I mean, I, I, it was kind of obvious to me. Like I thought at the end of episode two, when Chloe left the banishment room, she essentially was saying, I'm leaving the game and I'm not coming back. So it wasn't really a surprise uh-huh. to me to then find out, like, what? She's not coming back? Uh-huh. I, I didn't know, but I, like... It's, it feels very classic, like, New Age be like, I'm just going to throw out my opinions, but don't question me on them at all. Like, she didn't... It, she, they never had any kind of discussion. She was just like, here are the names. I actually don't understand her motivation of any of it. Like, why was she on the show if she was just going to throw the names out and then leave? And then I thought, is she, like, a plant by the producers? But then I don't think they would want the traitor's names to be out there as much this early on. Yeah, I talked a little bit about this in episode two with my guest 
co co host uh, Joe. We talked about Chloe, and I. My guess is that she maybe started to realize that she possibly wasn't coming across very well on TV as a psychic because there were yeah. a few things that she'd put out there like, we're going to win the train, we're going to win the challenge and we're going to win all this money and then they fail. So yeah. I, I wonder if maybe she started to realize, oh, this isn't very good for me professionally to be yeah. saying all these things on camera that don't then come true. I yeah. should just peace out and leave. <laughs> but, but while I peace out, Make sure it's a name. <laughs> like four people in a really dramatic way so everybody remembers me. Yeah. I wonder if production were actually rubbing their hands like, yes, this is yeah. gold. Thank I you, mean, Chloe. It's a great moment for the show. Yeah. <laughs> so Ethan's been murdered and Mark notices that Marielle like didn't really react to it. He, he thought that she was behaving as if she wasn't surprised. So he's kind of picking up on that. And we get a, a kind of a voiceover from Nigel explaining... Why did they pick Ethan to, to be murdered? And he says that they wanted him gone because they wanted to sort of break up this clique of Ethan, Fee, and Teresa. The three of them are really good pals. And I guess the traitors don't like that. They don't they don't like groups of people being close and getting together, especially yeah. when they're faithful, yeah. who are who are probably not ever going to vote for one another. So so they decided to get rid of Ethan. Goodbye. I really Ethan. liked when um, Teresa goes, why would you get rid of Ethan? He's the nicest to look at. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, Teresa. Yeah. Um, Teresa, so... my favorite. Teresa, uh, the name Teresa is thought to derive from the Greek for harvest. Is that a fact or is it fiction? You decide. <laughs> I could, I could cheat right now and silently Google as we speak. I will not, not do that. I'm, I'm a good person. Uh, <laughs> Teresa is actually going to come on the podcast. She's going to be uh, a guest, so I'll be speaking to her. No question. way. So, oh if you have God. any uh, any questions for Teresa, you could. Yeah. Um, I need to them watch. To me. The, I'm going to watch the rest of the show now, so I need to like. See how she does. Yeah, um, she she could be out next week. She could be in it to the end. I'm not saying anything. So, uh, after breakfast, uh, we're we're in the cars on the way to the to the challenge for this week. And isn't it weird? They drive themselves to the challenge. Like in UK and US, there's a driver in a jeep, and like they're all yeah. sitting in the back. Like one of the contestants is just driving. It's so I strange. never picked up on that. That's crazy. Yeah, I. Even from like a production safety standpoint, they would have like a, you know, like like a professional driver driving. Yeah, unless it's all fake and it's like on a movie set that they're actually the, the car's been pulled along by a truck yeah. and they're pretending to drive. I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know why yeah. they would go to that effort though. That seems like a lot more money than to yeah, just no, get a driver. I think it'd be cheaper to hire a driver. That is really weird. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I w I, yeah. Was that part of the application? Do you have a driving license? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, so in one of the cars, we've got Mark, Fee, Justine and Marielle and they're discussing Ethan's murder. And they think that keeping Ethan would have been a smart idea because he was really good in challenges. He was like physically very strong. And they're surprised that the traitors picked him to be murdered. And then Marielle, yeah. like kind of twice, I think, like totally messes up and puts her foot in it. She, one of the other people says something like, oh, do, I wonder if all the traitors have to all vote for the same person to be murdered. And Marielle goes, uh, it has to be unanimous, yeah. And that's the first thing. Now that could, yeah. maybe they did all know that and that wasn't a big secret. But then yeah. she, she goes, yeah, I can't believe four people all came up with Ethan. 
And and then Justine turns to her and goes, how do you know it's for? I know. And they don't show what happens after that moment. They cut yeah. away from it. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing about this whole scene is that we've got, like, Marielle just stares for a second like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. But then there's this weird edit. We cut away to, like, a... It's either, like, a commercial break or just to a different conversation. And we don't see the fallout of that. I know. I was so annoyed. I mean, maybe she did manage to explain it or something. Yeah. I don't know how... Like, I think there was... This kind of got lost in the edit, but I think some people were thinking that Chloe was maybe a traitor. And the reason that she left was she didn't she couldn't handle being a traitor. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're putting I think some of them are putting weight behind her prediction because they're saying she actually knew who the traitors were because she's one of them. And I guess if she was a traitor, there could only be four more. That was my only thing I could think. Yeah, they said. They, didn't they say it was between three and five traitors? Or something that, like that? That's generally what they tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, I truly was baffled by that. Um, also, the name Marielle translates to "star of the sea," <laughs> or does it? Why did you look up the names and their origins? Decided, or is this just something that you know? Are you just like a name expert? I don't know. I just decided to flood you with some facts. Oh. Or are I, they lies? How, how crafty of you. Yeah. Um, I, I wondered if in this moment, like, all I could think is maybe Marielle, like, just rambled for, like, a really long time and gave some incredibly long-winded response that there was no yes. easy way to edit that. So yeah. they just were like, you know what, let's just cut that out and we'll just leave it as, like, a really tense moment. Yeah. But... It's really weird, though, because you do, as a viewer, I think you want to know how that turned out. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing is, by the end of this episode, no one ever brings it up again, so yeah. it obviously doesn't turn into a big deal that people care about so she yeah. either they have a terrible short-term memory or she <laughs> did explain her way out of it i'm yeah. not sure do you think they just cast a bunch of amnesiacs <laughs> there's a new game show oh yeah that'd be good the amnesiacs <laughs> uh let's develop it um so mark also uh, last thing in the cars is that mark um he, he questions Marielle saying, you know, she didn't immediately defend herself when Chloe named her. And they also start to talk about Angus a little bit. And Marielle like jumps on that. She's like, oh, the tension's off me for a moment. Yeah. I'll, I'll go along with this. So she also kind of starts pointing the finger at Angus because she has to blend in. I guess yeah. that's, that's one of the things as a traitor. You, you have to go along with what other people are saying so you don't stand out too much, even if they're talking about a fellow traitor. Mm-hmm. So so she's she's caught on to that. Yeah. I, I I have a question for you as, like, traitors expert. Did the Australian traitors get released earlier than the UK or US ones? Or yeah. yeah. So was... I, or, like, was it... I mean, was it released before the UK US ones were filmed? Because I wonder if, like, the UK or US contestants were able to watch, like, the Australian series before they took part. Uh... It was filmed and broadcast before... Oh, well, actually, it was broadcast before... Uh, no, I do know the answer. <laughs> um, Australian Traitors was broadcast in October last year, October 2022. Right. But then they would have already filmed. Yeah, the- UK and US um, filmed in July last year. So, yeah, yeah they, it was, they filmed it before... 
Australia had been broadcast, so they couldn't have seen it. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just wondering because it, fe it feels like the UK and maybe the US one, the contestants were a bit more like savvy with the trader stuff, whereas it does feel like the Australians, like they just can't keep the lie going. Like they're cracking very early. Yeah. 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 Australia were the first English speaking version of the show. So yeah, yeah. they yeah. probably had very little to go on and it was, it must have felt very brand new for them. Um, so the mission then, the challenge is this paintball challenge and there is 36k up for grabs. Um, but the, the challenge is basically run across this field without being shot. <laughs> And for everyone that makes it, you'll get a silver bar each. Like I'm, I've, I've never done paintball, and I think it looks so sore. They have no protective equipment except for like the the face mask. I know. Thing. They were um, like throwing themselves on the ground. Yeah, and those Adidas tracksuits are do not look um, oh, yeah. like they're going to protect them from much. Can pain. we talk about those tracksuits for a second? I don't know, like the social media around like the traitors Australia. They all look like Sue Sylvester from Glee, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I never thought about that before, but they it definitely do. 100%. I, I don't know if it's already been called out, but I mean, like, I was just looking at them. Like, are they? I'm worried they're going to get the Glee curse. You know? Yeah, you yeah. should um, like memeify this or something. Like, yeah. I, I haven't spotted that online, but that's yeah, all there's... I can see when I watch the show. <laughs> and now that's all I will see when I watch the show. Thank you for that. <laughs> Um, so the the mission the mission goes on. Um, Angus, I've noticed this in the missions. Like Angus's tracksuit does not fit him, so there's just we just have major crack we showing at various points. I gotta say, I enjoyed that, and I think that's something the Australian version has that the US and UK version are missing. More butt crack. <laughs> I think you should feed that back to production before yeah. filming starts, actually. <laughs> Good advice. Um, he, he does pretty... I mean, apart from the fact that his trousers just keep falling down, um, he does well um, until he doesn't and then he gets shot. Um, yeah. I, so I blame Wardrobe for that one. Uh, Dark does pretty well, um, and then various others win their silver bars, um, including Teresa, who, who kind of just rolls to the end. Like she, she makes it most of the way and then just does this weird like roll along the ground towards the finish line. But hey, it works. Um, other you know, winners? I was going to say, one thing I like is the the Australian challenges are seem to be harder than the UK and the US ones. And yeah, I think that's good. The UK yeah. and US ones I mean, there wasn't a lot of stakes in the challenges because they seemed to be quite easy and they just always won all or most of the money. Yeah, I think the challenges here are on quite a bigger scale. Um, mm -hmm. And I think maybe maybe that's where all the budget went and that they couldn't afford drivers. Yeah. Um, at the last minute, they were like, oh, we've got no money left. Like, guys, can you just drive yourselves to the challenges? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I, I do like that the they're, they're a bit more like physical and a little bit more... Like genuinely quite scary, some of them, as mm -hmm. you'll, which you'll, you'll see um, as the season goes on. Uh, apart from Teresa, Kashindi, Kate, Craig, Mark, Nigel, and Marielle all make it across, which means that they they win uh, $22,000, and the total prize fund now is $34,000. That's a lot to play for. Um, back at the, at the hotel, then, we see some discussions between the players, most people are looking at Angus. That seems to where, be where the attention is focused right now. And Mark brings up this idea, again, that he wants to 
test Chloe's names. He wants to test out one of them, mm -hmm. one of the famous four, as they seem to be calling them. And if that works, maybe that'll that'll point them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Medi also thinks Angus is a traitor. Again, he talks about this. And Mark and Medi are, are kind of like spreading the Angus word group to group. Um, and of course, Nigel and Claire get to hear this. So they're they're like eavesdropping, I guess, on on the Angus word that's spreading around. So they're they're putting this really awkward position of either having to deflect attention from Angus or go along with it, and yeah. also like turn on Angus already at this point in episode three. Um, we we see Mariel, Angus, and Nigel alone then, and Mariel tells them, "Look, all eyes are on you." Um, so we're going to have to like have, get we're going to have to find some sort of scapegoat. We're going to have to do something about this, um, and and then I guess they maybe return a little bit to what you mentioned earlier. Nigel talks about Olivia to some people. Yes. after the whole Jack story. Yeah, I actually love this. I love the montage that they show of like all the traitors going and like trying to change the narrative. Yes, so that yes. was like very fun. It was fun. Um, Claire then gets in on this too and she starts putting Kashindi's name out there and see if maybe that can get some traction. Um, you know Mariel... is I'm realizing that her name is Claire, but because of the, Australi the Australian accent, I have for sure thought her name was Clea. Yeah. Clea? Clea. Clea. <laughs> yeah, it's especially um, uh, Mark. Mark's accent is very distinctive because he oh. his pronunciation is quite sort of pretty. He's like, yeah, yeah. Clea. Yeah. I think Clea is a trader. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it does, it does sound um, quite unusual. Um, Marielle also tries to put her name out there. She she goes for like Midi. She like tries dropping Midi's name in the chat, but nobody's really paying attention to that. So that's that's not working. And she drops his name in the chat when he's right there. Well, like, you <laughs> see him turn around and be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad tactic, Marielle. Um, uh, at, the, at that point as well, Marielle says the traitors since day one have been so strong, and I'm like, it's day three and three of your names. <laughs> Like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that is, that makes no sense at all. No. Uh, but even eventually, I get Angus's name just keeps coming up, like in a conversation that she's having with Lewis. And I think she then realizes, like, I can't ignore this. I'm going to have to just go along with it and and reluctantly agree that Angus is quite suspicious. So we we're going into the banishment room with the prospect of a traitor turning on another traitor, and I get in a, another versions of the like the uk and the us version this kind of thing doesn't usually happen till a little bit later on but it seems like already this might be about to happen here yeah so we enter the banishment room uh roger classic roger brings out some great jokes uh he says that at the last banishment several of you mentioned trusting your gut and based on those results i'm prescribing you all an antacid <laughs> so great well done roger <laughs> And it follows it up. He just keeps going. He just keeps bringing the jokes because he says, and I'm able to hand out medical advice because I once studied to be a TV doctor. That's quite funny. I like that. Every, yeah, they, they laugh a lot at this. They're, they're really like, ah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they're probably all going a bit crazy. Yeah, so to come they're... and sit at a table and like handsome Roger makes a few jokes at you, you probably are like, yeah. thank you. Well, I think as well, they're all incredibly tense. So that really breaks the tension for them. Yes, nice. that's true. Um, I, I, uh, we know someone actually in common through our new job who, Ooh. do you know this, who worked with Roger? Wait, who was it? Um, I don't know if I should say the oh, name. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we do. Our Australian prop-buying friend yes. um, worked with Roger on uh, one of one of the drama shows that, that he was on in Australia, and she says he was very nice. Mm-hmm. So she had lots of uh, complimentary things to say about him. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, if, if, I, if I was doing this episode with anyone else, I could have lied about that. Or made someone think that was my life, but because yeah. you know this person as well, you probably know. Well, I could still be lying, but by the way, I have not been like remembering to look for your lie, so uh... I, I'm hoping you haven't told it yet. But if you have, you've got away with it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so the discussion around uh, the banishment room table begins. By the way, they they never call it the round table. In Australia, they just call yes. it banishment room. Yes. Even oh, though also, it literally I, is a round table. This wasn't this episode, but can I say how ridiculous I found it in the first episode where they were like putting up the dictionary definitions of the word? <laughs> like, traitor and faithful are not unusual words. That is like banishment to banish. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> I, I I actually really loved that. I was like, oh, it's like a documentary. It's so tense. Maybe I don't really know what these words mean. Even if uh, you didn't, I think from context, you could quite easily figure out what they mean. I mean, yes, I I, I, I know, but I I quite I just thought it was like very atmospheric. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I quite I I quite liked the sort of cinematic mm-hmm. aspirations that they had. Yeah. Um. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So Marielle begins the discussion and she says, look, let's just address the elephant in the room. Uh, and she starts talking about Chloe and what what Chloe said the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and she was one of the people that was named. Do you, I mean, is that a smart move? Should she have started the discussion? I think because they talk for like an hour or something, you do kind of want to get yourself in early so that people then move on to other people. Yeah. So maybe, um, yeah, tactically that's quite clever. So I think... I think Marielle, it could have gone bad for her, but then I think by comparison, Cash looked a lot worse. Um, 
in defending herself because after she said after being named by Chloe, she didn't feel like she needed to reassure people and they can think what they want. And I'm like, that is not what you want in this game. Um, yeah. I think she's almost like in denial. And like, as Carl Jung says, there are like three types of denial, you know, simple denial, minimization and uh, projection. The classic, classic Jung. Classic fact from Chris. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Um, <laughs> yeah, the there's this like strange, like unexpected turn on Kashindi in yes. in the room, like, and we there was no discussion of her name at all throughout the episode, really. So no. suddenly she like. I mean, maybe Marielle did like engineer this very cleverly that she was like, well, I'll get my bit out of the way and I've prepared what I'm going to say and then maybe attention will go on to someone else. And it does. And like, yeah, um, like, it, yeah, Cash just says like she, she was a bit overwhelmed. With, there was so much going on when Chloe said her name. And Justine is then like, well, even your response now is just like really nonchalant. And they just all turn on her. It's, it's yeah, bizarre. It is really weird. Especially when they were so, like so many of them were gung-ho on Angus. Um, and I don't know if he was that good at defending himself at the round table either. So I was quite surprised uh, that they were a lot more towards Cash than Angus. Yeah. Or, or equal, as it turned out. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> for yeah. This episode, but yeah. And... Um, I mean, well, you can you can spoil stuff for this episode as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's I guess it's an it's it's a good example of recency bias that we see all the time in the traitors. That yeah. even despite weird things that happen throughout the day or throughout the days, often when it gets to the round table or the banishment room, it, it's just the last thing that that people remember <laughs> that they go on or they change their minds based yeah. on something that happens in that room in the discussion rather than all this other really important stuff that they yeah. witnessed earlier in the day or whatever. Um, so Kate also turns on Cash. I think she's sitting right beside her. Mm -hmm. And she says, every time I've, I've asked you who the traitor is, um, you just say that you don't know. Um, but I, I don't know why that's... I don't... I mean, I think Kate's generally very clever, but I don't think a traitor would behave like that. Like, I think a traitor would want to throw names out. I don't think a traitor would be saying, oh, I don't know who Yeah, so, oh yeah, that's true. Seems like yeah, a bit of a... Yeah, she's actually being very fair and just, being like, yeah. I don't know yet, because there's not enough, like, evidence or anything. Yeah, and and Cash then retaliates by saying, well, I'll, I'll tell you right now who I suspect. I suspect Middy. Yeah, and Kate's like, "This is new to me. You've never said this before." Yeah, uh, and she d she does get really defensive, Cash, and she's like, "No, I have said stuff before. You just haven't heard it or whatever." And Kate was like, "No." Uh, so I think because that caused a lot of confusion, that's why the attention was drawn. And yeah. at no point does Cash turn it around on Kate and say, yeah. "Maybe you're the traitor" or anything like that. So there's no yeah. other name in the mix. It's just Cash. Yeah, and. And maybe that's something that you have to do to defend yourself is just immediately throw I, attention I mean, onto someone else. She does she does throw Midi, but he I think he doesn't seem uh, suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marielle already already tried that earlier. It's that's that's not catching. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Midi brings up his theory again. He says, Well, that the psychics are very good at reading body language so that maybe suggests that chloe actually was on to something just not through her spiritual team <laughs> advising her from the other side um as she said and he and he says 
he he kind of tries to bring things back into Angus, and he says, Angus, you're constantly avoiding like eye contact. You you won't look at people, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Angus says that he just always behaves like that. He says he doesn't want to stare at people. <laughs> just quite a sort of like sweet, sort of naive like def- defense. Like I just don't want to like stare at people. That's why I'm not ever looking at you ever. Um, mm. And and Mark jumps in as well, and he's like, "Well, you're really likable. Why would Chloe pick you unless yeah. you are a traitor?" Which is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So well done, Mark. But then, but then Angus pretends like, well, he was like, Chloe never wanted to speak to me. Yeah, he's got. He's like Chloe. Yeah, I, I felt. I just felt so rejected by Chloe. I tried to talk to her and she wouldn't talk to me. That's why she named me. Um, and Maddy delivers this like really epic eye roll when Angus says this, which is quite enjoyable to watch. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I do that... actually. I wish that Chloe had stayed on for longer because I feel like she could have been. The Maddie of her season. Yes, like she's really got that that energy. Yeah, or just brought lots of like chaotic energy that yeah. just would have like ensured so many like mad scenarios like in further episodes. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, I bring her back for season two. That's what I say. Yeah, get Chloe back. Also, imagine if she had actually named all four of the I know. Characters. Like, what would the producers have done at that point? And they, I, imagine if they had all just voted through that list. I mean, like, fun. <laughs> well, yeah, that would have been not very weird, obviously, and probably quite worrying for production. But yeah. I get, I mean, I guess, I mean, and this is not a spoiler for Australian traitors, but based on UK and US traitors, obviously, what the way the game has to work is that if traitors start leaving too quickly they just do this recruitment thing. So when they get down to one or two traitors left, they'll just tell them, right, you need to recruit, recruit yeah, a new traitor. Yeah, Which actually is, it's not necessarily a flaw in the game, but it does mean that for any few, there's some, there's a few things that you can figure out about future series of this program is that they're never ever going to let it get to a point where all the traitors get banished. And for the last five episodes, it's just all faithful. Like that's yeah, never going to happen. So, so they're they're always going to have to engineer this game so that for the finale episode you have at least one traitor left, which yeah. means, which is exciting for the the view. The, obviously, the audience needs someone. We need we need a traitor there right up to the end for a reason to watch. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we know really early on all the faithfuls have won. But also, the faithfuls like playing the game, like they, yeah, I don't know. It won't it won't work for them if they realize, oh, we got all the traitors already. What do we do yeah. for the next five days now? <laughs> yeah. so... <laughs> we got five more episodes to fill. I know. So really, it'll come down to the traitor at the very end having to convince like two of the faithfuls that one of the other faithful is the final traitor or something. Yes, you'll always end up with some scenario like that, I think, where that's just, just what will always have to happen. Yeah. Um, Nigel kind of like, tries to intervene then i think and he's he's trying to help out angus here and he he's got this yeah. quite logical perspective he's and he, he says we're talking about we're all talking about things that we haven't witnessed and we're all talking about secondhand information and that's probably not really going to help us um matt speaks up for the first time uh he yeah he, i didn't know that person existed before <laughs> yeah yeah um, and there's guess, also an older man who I could not give you the name of for yeah. my life. I have no like they've not even introduced him in any way. 
Well, there's, it's really interesting you mentioned that. I think you're probably talking about someone called Paul. Um, mm-hmm. Paul, I don't know. I There's something I, I don't know how much to say to you. There's something very, very strange happened on Traitors Australia, which you've already noticed. Um, Paul is almost entirely edited out of the entire show and nobody really knows why. So you... Oh. It took me a little bit longer to notice that there was this extra person there. Yeah. Um, at some point, Paul speaks, and he's actually English. So at some point, I was like, oh, this guy's English. Uh-huh. But you, they never, ever, they almost never show Paul. So In the whole you, show? Or did, yeah. does it just get to an F? Well, yeah, don't, I, well, again, I don't, yeah, I don't want to yeah. say too much. Um, but throughout Paul's time on the show, however long that is, you mm-hmm. will never almost never see him or see any interviews with him (laughs) however paul is also i've been in touch with paul and he really wants to come on the podcast so Mm. i really want to ask paul lots of questions about why this happened and i I don't know how much he's willing to share but um i'll i'll see i'll see what he's willing willing to talk about but no it's it's interesting that you noticed that yeah because uh, that's not going to change. <laughs> uh, well, I just figured it was because it was such an early episode that they they kind of gradually have to give people stories as they go on. Yeah, the and there there is a bit of that. Yeah, there's some like uh, some of the other players like Craig and Alex. So far, we really haven't gotten to know anything about them. But yeah, Paul, that just will not change, oh um, and I'm not sure why. I really hope he's the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Um, Fee, uh, <laughs> I, I really love Fee, um, and because she just has seems to have like no kind of a filter, which is really yeah. enjoyable to watch. Yeah. So when Matt's talking and he says, "I think we should go back to this this theory that Mark's got. I think we need to test these names that Chloe came up with." And Fee just says, "Chloe's not here anymore. Who gives a shit?" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I I've said this before on the podcast. I, I just want Fee to like narrate every episode. Yeah. Because uh, she's, yeah. she's got a good banter. That was hilarious. Like, I do agree you probably shouldn't listen to what Chloe says because she's <laughs> an actual clairvoyant. But, I mean, Fee's, Fee's reasoning is just that she's not here and therefore anything she's ever said is, is useless. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah. And, and Kate kind of starts an argument about it and says, well, why are we she says why are we even having conversations if it doesn't matter what anyone ever has ever said <laughs> and the tension just starts to rise and there's arguments yeah. um and fee's like well we're we're basing all this on someone's visions and like we have no idea like what the hell our visions are um and, and then there's this i think there's this really awesome bit of editing right that leads up to the vote because Teresa has this line where she says well has anything she said come true and then it cuts to Matt, and he goes, "Let's find out." And yes! then it goes to voting. So, um, good editing job there. That I, I was think. good. That was good editing. So, the votes, uh, the votes start to come in. Now, normally, I just say like, "Oh, this person got this many votes, and this person got this many votes." But I've kind of broken it down this time because the vote is so interesting. It was so, very messy. Yeah, um, it's very, very split. And and I, from watching the other versions of the show. Uh, this doesn't usually happen so early again like they, they tend to just like pile on one person like last yeah. episode mk almost unanimously got all the votes yeah um, which, honestly like it's funny because nobody seems to 
like uh, express any regret that he was gone. Like, <laughs> he wasn't a traitor, but we didn't like him, so we're fine. Yeah, he wasn't a traitor, but we couldn't bear listening to him at breakfast giving another speech again, so thank God for that. Yeah, I would have voted him on. Yeah. So Meddy votes for Angus, Alex votes for Meddy, Paul and Kate vote for Cash. Um, I get Paul's vote is like blink and you'll miss it. They give him a, a nanosecond of screen time. Uh, Cash votes for Meddy. Fee votes for Matt, Teresa votes for Matt, Lewis votes for Cash, Angus votes for Cash. I'm sorry, this is taking so long. I realize now reading it out how boring this is to listen to. Um, <laughs> Olivia votes for Teresa, Dirk votes for Angus, Nigel and Craig stick together. They're sitting right beside each other and they seem to be quite good pals. They both vote for Olivia and Nigel's trying to keep the heat off Angus, I guess. Although um, maybe didn't need to. Uh, Matt votes for Marielle. Justine votes for Matt. So, um, at this point, Cash has four votes, Matt has three, and then there's this, Meddy has two, Angus has two, Olivia has two, Teresa has one, Marielle has one. It's like, so, it kind of feels like it could go anywhere at this point. Yeah. Um, the voting carries on, Claire votes for Olivia, mm-hmm. um, and then Marielle votes for Angus, oh which is so awkward and we just have more shots of angus looking like the most anxious human being who's ever (laughs) walked the earth he looks like a sad puppy yeah it's it's so uncomfortable and just like marielle like if you're gonna vote for a traitor you have to know that they're going out and you're not gonna have to face them yeah so she i i I, she i guess she hit she hedged her bets and she she thought he was gonna go um but like if the vibe the vibe of the room really needs to be fully against yeah 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 bad bad choosing on marielle's part yeah um so if the next at this point if the next vote is kashindi then she's gone Mm -hmm. but if olivia matt or angus receive one more vote there'll be a tie um, and then, and Roger says, if that's the case, there'll be a tiebreaker. And this is this doesn't ha- this has never happened no. on the other two the the UK or the US series. So it, that it's never played out before. So we, for me, watching this version, I the first time I watched it, like I had no idea what was going to happen now and how this would work. And it was something that I'd always wondered watching the other series, like what mm-hmm. happens if there's a tie. But it, I get it just never came up, so never got the answer. So Mark then votes. And he votes for Angus. So we have this tiebreak situation. So what they do is that they all have to vote again, but this time they can only choose from one of those two people. So everybody who voted for, like Olivia or Teresa, they're going to have to change their votes now to either Angus or Kishindi. Um, So I'm going to do like a really boring list again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, well, I've, just, I've listed the people who changed their vote this time. Mm. So Alex changes her vote to Cash. Kate... Kate, though, changes her vote to Angus from Cash. So, yeah, like, and she was like strange. the most Cash person, I know. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I, I guess she was just judging, like, who's everyone else now going to change to? And she figured it out wrong. And so she, she now suddenly goes for Angus. Yeah. Um, Fee changes her vote to Cash. Teresa changes to Angus. Olivia changes to Cash. And Dirk does the, like, the opposite of Kate. He had voted for Angus. And now he changes it to vote for Cash, which is quite strange. And um, Nigel, Craig, Matt, Justine, and Claire all vote for Cash now. Marielle sticks with Angus. She's just like, no, fuck him. 
<laughs> I, I, I have to see this through. I'm just going to like keep going with Angus. Sorry. Um, which again, also just turns out to be probably incredibly awkward. Yeah. And so Cash has received the most votes in the tiebreak. She has to go. Uh, th- she stands up. There's like no preamble at all. She's yeah. got no like heart. I mean, maybe she did have some sort of heartwarming speech, but they just cut it out in editing. Mm-hmm. She just stands up and says, "I am a faithful." And yeah, the the group they're they're shook. They're pretty silent. Uh, it's yeah. it's what well horrible reaction for them. Amazing reaction for us as viewers. Yeah. Not only are they losing a faithful, but they've also realized that spirits do not convene with Chloe. <laughs> That's yeah. Of course, they 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 put Chloe's theory to the test. Yeah. Like some of them wanted, and it's failed. So. Yeah. And it's. Um, uh, it's Chloe doing that. That is the direct reason that Cash has been voted out. So yeah. The blood is also on Chloe's hand. Yes. She's basically Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Lady Chloe. Um, so after this, we go to the... Tra- I've been calling it the Traitor's Den, but actually, they do call it Traitor's... There's another episode later on where one of the traitors refers to it as Traitor's Tower. And I was like, oh, they do call it Traitor's Tower. I've got to say, I I don't find it as good as the UK-US one. You know, it's too casual a setting. Like, the clock tower is really good. It's Yeah, it's not like a sort of ominous and foreboding, but I do think it's quite lush. Like, I'm also like, I'd quite like to hang out in that Traitor's Tower. Like, because it looks looks nice. I I mean, yeah, it's, it's more comfortable than... Wait, is that clock tower or is that bell tower? I, I, whatever it is in the UK US one, I just like the the kind of sinister vibe of it. Yeah, it's like very medieval, like flape, like torches hanging yeah. on the wall. Here, they're like in couch, they like sit in nice, comfy yeah. armchairs. So, they're like, all right, who should we murder? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's so awkward because oh my God. all eyes are just on Marielle, like. <laughs> So you chose to turn on us and you voted for Angus. And uh-huh. Olivia says to her, like, well, what the hell was your plan? I had no idea you were going to do that. And I I will say that I do think Marielle explains it quite well. Yeah, so do I, actually. Um, she, because she says, well, I was in the car. And this something like this happened in another season. She says, I was in the car with three other people who were all adamant, adamant that they were voting for Angus. Um... I had to go along with that to blend in. If I didn't do that, they would wonder why I wasn't voting for Angus. And she also says, oh, uh, maybe this bit's not that believable. She says, I didn't think, she said, I, I knew it was a, it didn't matter if I voted for you because I didn't think you were going to get banished anyway. I didn't think other people would put your name down, so I knew it would be fine. Yeah, that feels less believable considering she she said to him right before the round table that everybody was talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so... What? Yeah, but but the thing about the being in the car with other people yeah. that were voting, I, 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 that's I, quite. I mean, good. I was absolutely desperate to say what see what she was going to say, and when she said that, I was like, "All right, good." I yeah. mean, Angus continued to not look at her the entire time. Though. Yeah, he's he's loved. He just says nothing. Um, but they they don't seem to dwell on it too long, or if they did, we don't get to see it. So they they move fairly swiftly on to discussing tonight's murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, these seem to agree that getting rid of Middy or Mark would be quite a bad idea right now because both of them have been so vocal about Angus. It would look very obvious. Like it would if they murdered them, 
everyone will be like, they were right, it is Angus. Uh, so they decide that's probably not a good direction to go in. Uh, I've just I've just written Angus very downbeat. Um, yeah. He just yeah. he just looks quite quite looks sad. I mean, he probably knows that his time is going to be up soon. Yeah. Um, they they switch away from that though, from and they say, well, they. So at first they say like, oh, we shouldn't get rid of Medi. That's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But then they say, well. The other, on the other hand, nobody thinks that Midi is a traitor. And we mm-hmm. kind of saw that in this episode, like when Marielle tried to put his name out there, but no one was going along with it. So they, they also realise, like, well, he could end up lasting the whole game. So yeah. sometimes there's people that you know are not going to get banished, so you're going to have to murder them. Yeah. So maybe they should think about getting rid of Midi. Um, but then they seem very conflicted, basically. Nigel says, but Leah, if we kill him then you two are not going to last much longer, talking about Marielle and Angus. So they just, they're kind of stuck in this conundrum. Um, Marielle suggests Kate might be a good idea to murder. Uh, and Angus says, well, yeah, she doesn't say that much, but when she does, everyone tends to listen to her. And he thinks she's definitely going to vote for me in the next banishment, so I'd kind of like to see her gone. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we're left with the prospect of either Midi or Kate to be murdered. Yeah. And we we have like to end the episode. We've got like this mega horror cut scene. There's oh. like the cloaks on the stairs. Yeah. Key, the keyhole shots of Medi and Kate. Yeah. Extreme close up on the grandfather clock. Like it's it's so intense. It's almost camp. Like, it is. But it's I also love it. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> so uh, on on that note, on our camp horror shots, the episode ends right there. So, uh, Chris, uh, any what, what are your overall thoughts on episode three? Uh, how did you enjoy this one? I really enjoyed it. I loved all the fallout from the Chloe stuff. Like it was so insane, and I'm I I hope we get some kind of supernatural like a kind of UK version <laughs> this year as well. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a really interesting how they seem to be a lot more able to read the traitors in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, except for who, <laughs> who's the fourth traitor? The one who, whose name hasn't come up yet. Clay? No, Clay has come up. <laughs> uh, Nigel? Nigel. Yeah. Um, he, he seems to be hiding really, really well. Um, yeah. And I could see him winning the whole thing. Okay. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see where it goes with him. Regarding, like, I, I think they should vote Midi out for that reason in that he's never going to get banished. And he'll probably just get closer and closer to the truth as as it goes on. So you might as well get rid of him now before he said he does any more damage to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I have a feeling that they're going to go with Kate. I haven't seen the next episode. I don't know. Yeah, you're in this uh, really great position, actually, for me, because you haven't seen Beyond Episode 3, so I can genuinely ask you about your predictions and you don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. you, your money's on Kate to be murdered? I, I think it's going to be Kate. Okay, uh, what about... Yeah. Uh, who, who do you think may be up for banishment next? I think that they're... I think some of them will still hammer on Angus... I could see him being the first traitor voted off. 
Um, or maybe they'll go back to the Olivia thing, since you mentioned they were going to bring that up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be that. Yeah, I'm really curious. I'm probably going to spend the rest of the day watching. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, looking away ahead, I want you to predict right now, do you think this will be... Uh, do you think this series will be won by Faithfuls or Traitors? God. I think it could be won by a traitor. I think it could be won by Nigel. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think the other three will make it. I think their names are too early on in contention. Although, in the UK version, Wilf was mentioned quite a few times and he made it to the end. But yeah, I could say, I think Nigel's really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I, I bet I've, he's like put it out in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this several times on the podcast, but the Australian Traitors is my favorite of the three versions I've watched, wow. and mainly because of that the final maybe three episodes, the build up to the final of Traitors Australia is just incredible. It's so epic. Uh, I've never been more tense watching a TV program in my life I, so i just can't wait for you wow. to see it and tell me what you think yeah okay great <laughs> now we we've been playing a game and our game's not quite finished yet but mm -hmm. just to remind you that soon we're going to end our game and see if we can figure out what the other person lied about uh maybe you could tell us a bit chris where where we can find you online or is there anything else that you want to tell us about coming up that we should know of sure um well i'm a comedian so uh, I have some gigs coming up. If you're uh, UK-based, I'll be at the stand in Edinburgh and Glasgow in July, and I'll be at the Newcastle stand in August. Um, the dates of those, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but there's social media. Um, on my social media, I'm on uh, Instagram, piece of weird, which is, I don't know why I chose this <laughs> as my Instagram uh, handle because it's very hard to spell. It's supposed <laughs> to be like piece of work, but with my last name in it, Weir. Um, so it's P-I-E-C-E-O-F-W-E-I-R-K. It's, I can barely spell it myself. I'm very sorry. You can, <laughs> you can look at Chris Weir. And yeah. Find me uh, on there. And I'll put links to it in the notes for the episode as well so people can see it really easily Great. and they can probably find you via the podcast social media as well and stuff like that so uh, Chris we, we've been playing the Trader Traitor Ooh. Ah. We, our goal was to try and tell a lie to one another uh, I have lied to you in the past hour, have you lied to me? yeah I've lied to you Okay, I, I'm I'm going to try and guess your lie first. I've got a feeling you probably told me about four lies. Um, right, you 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 were dropping in these facts. Now maybe every one of them was true, and actually you lied about something utterly different. Um, <laughs> and now I for, I should I always forget to write them at the time. I'm like I will remember that was, and then I get to the end and I've forgotten. You said something about what the word Teresa means and you said something about what the word Marielle means and then you had some other fact about something else and I've totally I can't remember what it is 
<laughs> right. I'm gonna have to go for the right. I'll just go for Teresa. You, whatever you said, Teresa men, it doesn't really mean that. Is that no? Your that, that was true. Oh. <laughs> so annoyed. Okay. What What was your lie? Okay, I, so I said uh, it was the third fact, the one oh. I remember. Um, so I was talking about Carl Jung uh, and his oh. three, three types of denial, but it was actually Freud. Sorry, different psychoanalyst. I swear to God that I was going to say, I bet that wasn't Carl Jung, I bet it was someone else, and then I went and forgot it. Oh my so God. So it myself. Ugh. Well, uh haha i'm a traitor you're a traitor <laughs> very good traitor well done um i see i did lie to you however i realized normally i prepare my lies in advance and i make a little mm-hmm. note of them as we started talking and recording i realized oh i haven't written in a lie anywhere so like as, the, as we were talking the whole time i was like De- like speaking and dish and reading oh and desperately trying to think where can i lie where can i lie where can i so i did i did lie though um any any ideas i have absolutely no idea my only guess is when you went through the names of people voting did you change one of the people's votes or something um no that was all very honest i was was doing my duty as podcast host to get that completely correct (laughs) no i have no idea what the lie was then Um, no literally i have no idea my lie was it was it was pretty subtle. Um, we you asked me about when the Australia Traitors filmed and when it was broadcast. Yes, and I seized my moment. I almost told you the truth, and then I was like, "No, this is where I can lie." So uh, I said that the UK and the US filmed in July last year, but actually it was a bit earlier than that. It was like April May. Damn. So oh, I, I lied about a month. Yeah, that was that was very. That was a very very niche lie that, that yeah. it was probably very difficult for anyone to detect. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, very good though. So I, I, we both were both good traitors and we should be traitors, basically. Yeah, I don't think I could hack it. I think I would be voted off quite quickly. <laughs> well, that's when I started doing the podcast and I would ask people, would you rather be a faithful or a traitor? I would always say, yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't do it. It'd be so difficult to keep it up. But the more I've watched and talked about it, and the more that I've lied to people on this podcast and done fairly well with it, yeah. the more I've realized, A, I'm probably quite a good liar, and B, even though it would be really difficult, you statistically are probably going to do better in the game as a fa- as a traitor, sorry. So just yeah. just tactically, I would probably choose to be a traitor because I would want to get a little bit further. Yeah, I think so. either if I got faithful or a traitor, I think I'd still be put it off quite quick. <laughs> I think, that... I, would, I think I would look suspicious <laughs> and people would ask me and I wouldn't know how to prove that I wasn't or was like, <laughs> and I would get voted out for that yeah. and obviously just like your really unpleasant and annoying personality that too. I, so. I got real MK vibes <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding of course uh, Chris thank you so so much for coming on the podcast today I uh, hope you had a nice time I did Thank you for having me. Uh, You're welcome. I will talk to you soon and we'll all keep up with you on social media and we'll all come and see you at your stand-up gigs and laugh loudly. Yes, please. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hello, Tradar listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are listening to this podcast sometime in late May, early June 2023, you might have noticed I dropped episodes 1, 2 and 3 all at the same time. I'm just trying something new and it's probably saved me a little bit of time by uploading and promoting all three episodes at once rather than one at a time every few days. My aim is to probably do the same for the rest of this season, so episodes 4, 5 and 6 will appear in a little bundle altogether too, hopefully by around the second week in June. In the meantime, you can keep up with the podcast and Traitor's updates on social media. On Twitter, it's at thetradarpod, or on Instagram, at thetradarpodcast, or if you want to get in touch with me, you can email at... I don't know why I say at. It's just a habit. You can email, without the at, thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay faithful.